Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey everybody, welcome to another podcast episode. Maddie and I are so excited to be joining you this week. We have a bunch of good stuff to dig into, but Maddie and I have decided that we would just like to take um, a little bit of time here to catch y'all up on what has been happening with the few. So whether it be updates, um, a new blog post, podcast episodes that you may have missed, any of that, we are going to start off the podcast episode with um, just kind of catching y'all up with anything you may have missed or not seen already, we want to make sure that y'all are caught up. So, Maddie, will you update us? Okay, so first of all, we posted a new blog post episode this Thursday. It is called War Without War, so be sure to go and check that out. You can just, if you haven't been to the blog already, just go to Safari or Google or whatever you look stuff up on, and you can just put in the few.blog, all lowercase letters, and it should come right up. So, a new blog post, and we also did a podcast episode last week. It was called We Have a Problem, and that was actually a really good podcast episode, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So, if you would like, you can go listen to that one. And we've also been doing some different posts on our Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor accounts. Um, So, you can go and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, we are just the few.blog on all of those platforms also. So, I also really quickly want to clear up some confusion that we've been having mm-hmm. about Parlor. Um, this is a little bit confusing because Parlor isn't a super duper popular right. social media thing right now. But we have uh, started a Parlor account because of some different censoring stuff that was going on on Facebook and when you go to the app store, you search parlor, but parlor is spelled with an E. Yeah. So P-A-R-L-E-R instead of O-R. And there are a few different apps that are spelled like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually when I search it, it's the first one that comes up, but I don't know how that would be for um, mm-hmm. everyone's different devices. But it is just a red square with a white P in the middle. And then right under where you hit download, it says unbiased freedom of speech social media platform. Right. So just make sure that you're getting on the right parlor uh, app because we have had a few people who go to download it and Mm -hmm. they have downloaded other parlor apps, which weren't the right ones. So then they couldn't find our stuff. So just to clear up a little bit of confusion about all that stuff. I don't think there's anything else. I don't think so. I think we're ready to jump in. All right. We are excited to be joining you today. We have been tossing some different stuff around this week as we've just kind of discussed some different things um, for Bible study, for a whole bunch of different stuff this week. And I just started a new book, which I'm so excited about. It is uh, titled Jesus Among Other Gods, and it's by Ravi Zacharias. And I was reading the introduction a couple days ago, and I was just blown away 
by um, a statement that he made in the first couple of sentences of this introduction. And I want to share that with you today because I believe that this is so powerful and something that a lot of people struggle with, honestly, in our culture today and we wrestle through and we just don't know how to handle it correctly necessarily because nobody talks about it anymore. Nobody discusses it and and really just encourages people to um, believe anymore. So, here's what I want to share with you. I'm just going to read a couple of the first uh, sentences that he has in this introduction. He starts off by saying, We are living in a time when sensitivities are at the surface, often vented with cutting words. Philosophically, you can believe anything so long as you do not claim it to be true. Morally, you can practice anything so long as you do not claim that it is a better way. Religiously, you can hold to anything so long as you do not bring Jesus Christ into it. And this really, really hit me, especially that one line that says philosophically, you can believe anything so long as you do not claim it to be true. And how often I see people, Christians, people in church, people that friends, family, whatever it may be, we see it so often that they they might believe, they might say that they believe, but quite honestly, they don't claim it to be true. One of the big things is we're scared that we're going to offend people, whether they have a different religion, whether they don't believe at all in anything or whatever it may be, we're scared of offending people. And so, we might believe, but honestly, we keep ourselves from believing that it is seriously true, that it's absolute truth, because we don't want to offend other people. And so, we are limited then in our beliefs because we we keep it just to ourselves. You know, we're not sharing it because we're scared of what people might think or what they might say or what they might do. And because of that, we limit ourselves in what we believe to be true. Because if we can't talk about it, if we can't say anything about it, if we can't do anything about it, then what's the point of even believing? Mm-hmm. And I want to I wanna have a real discussion about this. And Maddie and I have some super good scripture. And somebody in the Bible that I think dealt with this. And I truly believe is a perfect example of somebody who really doubts. Of somebody who needed to encounter Jesus for themselves first and foremost so that they could believe later on. Yeah, so when Lily read this um, introduction to me, it was really, it's really, really true. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even I have done this sometimes. You're just so scared to give people the hard truth because people are going to get offended and Mm -hmm. you can't help that when you're speaking the truth because of just different convictions that everyone deals with. But then it kind of reminded me that Jesus had to offend some people too. Yeah. But he didn't offend people needlessly. Right. He offended the Pharisees a lot Mm -hmm. because they needed to be convicted. They weren't feeling that conviction on their own of the things that they were doing, of the their man-made laws, their just all the different things that they were doing that weren't going along with the guidelines that God Mm -hmm. had set. And I feel like Christians can sometimes take this a little bit too far and offend people needlessly. Um, Because that isn't what Jesus calls us to do. He doesn't call us to simply say things that we know are going to offend just this one certain person. Mm -hmm. And I think that 
that's something that we don't think about a mm-hmm. lot. It's something that either you don't speak the truth because you don't want to offend people or you are offending people with the truth, but you don't really have cause to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like people just, they get so wrapped up in speaking the truth that it it's not about Jesus anymore. And mm. it's not about speaking his truth. It's about speaking our truth. Because it is so easy to get wrapped up in your own opinion. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have opinions or anything. It's good to have opinions. It's mm-hmm. good to um, educate yourself. But I feel like it's so easy to get wrapped up in your own opinion that you're not worried about God's opinion anymore. Mm. And then that's when offending people and speaking the so-called truth becomes really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've been wrestling. It's kind of funny that you brought that up because I've been wrestling with a quote by Thomas Paine that says, no man who dares not offend cannot be honest. And I've been wrestling with this because I do think of times, like you said, there's there's the opposites, right? There's the extremes. And we've kind of been um, Mm -hmm. talking about this in the past couple episodes of there's either the person that goes crazy and just doesn't have a filter, says everything that comes to mind, And yes, it might be true, obviously, if you're speaking everything that comes into your mind, you know, some of that, like, you've gotten to an extreme and you probably shouldn't say it. Yeah. But then there's the opposite extreme as well, who they don't say anything, they don't stand up for anything they believe in, or anything at all, you know? And so, where is the balance between both of that? How can we be honest? And, I mean, yes, I think that quote is true that if you're going to be honest, I mean, Jesus was honest, right? He is Jesus. He is God. He knows everything. And he's Mm -hmm. trying to talk to people. He's trying to, like, basically enlighten them with the truth, even though it's hard truth. And he's trying to help them, right? He's trying to love them while being honest. And that offended some people. But he did it in a loving way. And so, how do we do that? Because we want to believe that the word in Jesus is truth, right? We've talked about this in a couple blog posts, absolute truth. How do we know what's absolute truth and all this stuff? And, and Ravi, the way he puts this is sensitivities are at the surface. And that is probably one of the most true things that I have heard in a while. Our sensitivities and the things that people, I mean, we, we've seen it, right? With the riots and the virus lately and everything, like everybody has this opinion and everybody gets so worked up about certain parts of it, right? They're yeah. sensitive about certain things. And so whenever you give your opinion or you speak about it or whatever, even though it might be truth, they're still so sensitive because it's like right on the surface and it's something that bothers them and agitates them, you know, to the point where I don't know, they they kind of ignore you in a way mm-hmm. in their minds just because they're so sensitive that they don't hear you. You know, they're so sensitive that anything you say, they're just going to block out because it's talking about that certain thing. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like that with Jesus. Like, if, oh my goodness, if you start talking about Jesus, like, I'm just going to zone you out because it's a sensitivity, right? People have this, those sensitive, um, what we would call like something that triggers them, something that really sets them off. And so when he said that, like, you can believe anything as long as you claim it's true. Oh my goodness, that is true. Mm -hmm. So let's get to our story because I love this story. I've taught about it um, in Bible study 
once or twice, and every time I do, I just fall in love with the story more just because it is, it's something that many people don't understand is okay to feel, and as long as they work it out, you know, as long as they really find the truth. So, Mm -hmm. let's go to, I'm going to start in John chapter 20, and I'm going to start reading at verse 19, and I think I'm going to read 19 through 29. So, if you have your Bible, if you want to join us, if you are just listening to this on your way home um, from somewhere or whatever, that's totally fine, but really allow this scripture to rest on your heart today. So, verse 19, it says, when it was the evening of that first day of the week. Now, this is after Jesus has died, okay? This is after the crucifixion. This is after all of this tragic stuff, right? I mean, tragic death has gone on, but then we have the resurrection, right? And all this stuff has gone on. I mean, can you imagine what the disciples are feeling at this time? You know, they've watched their Savior be crucified. Yeah. They know that he's risen again, and now they're just waiting. Now now they're just waiting. They don't know what to do. So, verse 19, when it was the evening of that first day of the week, the disciples were gathered together with the doors locked because they feared the Jews. Jesus came, stood among them, and said to them, peace be with you. Having said this, he showed them his hands and his side. So the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And this is the part that we're really going to focus on. Uh, Verse 24, it says, But Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were telling him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, if I don't see the mark of the nails in his hands, put my finger into the mark of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will never believe. A week later, his disciples were indoors again and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Don't be faithless, but believe. Thomas responded to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. The thing that I want to point out about this story, there are so many things that we could get into, but for time, we're really going to focus on this doubt thing, right? So Thomas is known as Doubting Thomas. That's his name. Like, that's what, if, if you say anything about this story or whatever, people are going to go, oh yeah, Doubting Thomas, I remember that story or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's his name. That's what he's known by. I feel like more Christians, more people than not, have way more doubt than we like to say and way more doubt than we like to believe. Mm-hmm. This goes for everybody. Like, Maddie and I can also testify to this. We've had our moments of doubt too. Like, it's not just this constant high with Jesus where you're like, this is true. This is, you know, just great and amazing and stuff. There are those times, whether it be a certain situation that you're going through, um, somebody who's close to you has a health issue or something like those things can be really, really hard and tragic. Yeah. And it kind of stirs up that doubt sometimes within us. Like, okay, is God really here? Is God really hearing me? Is God, it's not necessarily that oh my goodness, God isn't real. It's not that sometimes. I mean, that's an extreme. Yes, there are people who believe that. Maybe there are some of you listening to this that go, listen, I don't even know if God is real, and I don't know why you guys seem so certain, but you're drawn in somehow too. Yeah. Here's what I want to point out about this story. 
Thomas had to encounter Jesus for himself. He had to have an actual experience with the Lord and the King of Kings in order to really grasp this Jesus thing. He had to have this personal experience. He he didn't just go off of what his friends were telling him that they had seen Jesus and that they were, you know, so excited and all this stuff. He, you know, resurrection and everything. Like Thomas, that wasn't enough for him. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it should be enough for us either. Because I'm sure that a lot of us have friends and family and people in our lives. And maybe you are a Christian, but are you a Christian or are you a person who is just going off of what people are telling you about Jesus? Who you just, like, maybe you even get in the Word, you're reading your Bible, and, and you think, okay, yes, that makes sense, that that's good, but still have that doubt of, like, okay, is this really real? Does it actually matter to me? Is mm-hmm. it truth? I would just encourage you, and this is the point of this episode, listen, like, there are surface sensitivities. There are things that you can't trust. There are things that have scarred us. There are things that, like, there are trust issues with people sometimes about, like, are they telling me the truth? Are they lying? Is this real? Is it not? There are so many sensitivities in our world, um, and we've, we've truly been scarred by sin, I guess is how I would put it. We're so scarred by sin, and because of that, we have a hard time actually believing in something. Like 110%, no doubt about it. That's hard for us. But I promise you, your doubt and all of that, just like Thomas here in this passage, that goes away when you have an encounter with the real Jesus. Yeah, and I think that a lot of times, like when we are reading the Bible or whatever, and we read stories about Thomas doubting the resurrection or Peter sinking when he gets out of the boat, um... And we're just kind of like, oh, man, I bet that was embarrassing. (laughs) Or, you know, we kind of make fun of them or we don't, we just don't take it to heart. Mm -hmm. And so often we are as bad, if not worse, than some of these people in the Bible who doubt, who don't have enough faith. And I think that has become something that has been really real to Mm -hmm. me in the past couple years just about how like we struggle with this stuff too even if we don't want to admit it even if we doubt our doubt we deal with this stuff too and more likely than not we would have sunk too when we got out of the boat or we would have doubted Jesus resurrection because we hadn't seen him yet I don't know I love how the Lord can really stretch all of us in our faith of not being able to see him but being able to experience him. Mm -hmm. And like Lily said, that is something that plays a major role in doubt Mm -hmm. is not actually having experienced your own Jesus moment. And it's so easy to doubt when you're just living off of other people's experiences. I think that that's something that we all also need to evaluate in ourselves is, are we living off Mm -hmm. other people's experiences? Have we actually had a Jesus moment? For Um, ourselves. Yeah. And multiple Jesus moments. You don't just Mm -hmm. only get to have one Jesus moment. Like the Lord shows himself to us over and over again. Mm -hmm. You just have to be looking and open to what he can do. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I really like that because as a missionary, and I think Maddie uh, gets this too, like as a missionary family, like we go to churches, right? We travel to these churches, we're sharing the gospel with them and then teaching them how to share the gospel with others. And, you know, when you tell stories about your experiences, right, like of going out on the street, praying for people, this happened, saw this person accept the Lord, um, crazy stories, right? Things that we could never make up. Like, it's just crazy how God does things. But we've experienced a lot of people live from those stories. Like, Mm -hmm. they they, um, take that as like... What, what do I usually say? What's the term I usually use in Bible study? Oh my goodness. I don't know. I just lost it. They like... I don't know. They like live off of our highlight reel. Kind exactly. Of. Whatever story we tell, it's almost like they take it to heart. Like it's their story. Which is good. And they get kind of. like this high from it, you know? Yeah. And it really excites their passion for Jesus and like, whoa, that's really cool and real because they kind of trust you. Does that make sense? Which is great yeah. because I feel like that starts their process of wanting to know Jesus more. Mm-hmm. But if you just settle there, right? If you listen to your pastor every Sunday, if you listen to missionaries, if you whatever, I mean, those people are good, right? They're here to help us. They're here to encourage us and to help us do better. But if you don't do it after you hear those stories, after you listen to those sermons, after you read stories in the Bible about the Thomases and everything, and you don't do anything with it, you don't have any personal experience, a story that you can tell yourself, then your doubt just keeps growing because you're like, well, I didn't actually experience that, right? Because you're going to go and tell people about that story or whatever, and they're going to say, whoa, that's really cool, but like, that's not your story, you know? Mm -hmm. That's not your personal experience. And so, I want to encourage you all today, if you have doubt, then I would just seriously encourage you ask Jesus to give you a personal experience with him. And I mean a real and raw experience with him, whether it be through a time of prayer, whether it be that you ask somebody else, hey, can we just get together and and talk about this and, and really think through this because I want to experience Jesus for myself. And don't be afraid to admit that doubt because yeah. I feel like that's the first step of eliminating your doubt. When you start talking about your doubt you stop doubting your doubt. Does that make sense? I know I'm saying doubt a lot there, but I really think that that is a process that we all have to learn to really accept. And that's the way that we eliminate that doubt. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't do anything about it, it's only going to get worse. So have that personal experience with Jesus. And I truly believe that he will help us to love him and encounter him even more than we have before. All right, so we are going to wrap up with a verse in prayer, but I'm going to read the verse first, I think. So this verse is Romans 8 verses 38, and then I'm going to read through the rest of the chapter to verse 39. It says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears of today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Keep this verse in mind throughout the rest of the week. This is another great way to deal with that doubt and not being able to speak the truth. Because mm-hmm. when you really, you have that Jesus moment and you really realize that Jesus is 
alive and he is active and he's Mm -hmm. still doing stuff, you can't help but speak the truth. You can't help but deal with that doubt. So we're going to wrap up in prayer. I know this is kind of a long episode, but we actually didn't do too bad this time. Not too bad. So we're going to wrap up in prayers. Please pray with us. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day. And I thank you that you laid this topic on Lily and I's hearts. And I pray that this will have really spoken to some people. Um, that you would help all of us to um, deal with the doubt that we may have. And that you would help all of us to truly speak the truth to those around us and that we would speak your truth and not our truth that we would do the simple truth of the gospel in jesus name amen amen all right we want to thank you all for joining us for this episode please remember to download like comment follow all those great things we uh, love seeing you guys as we always say your names and just seeing that you guys are um, really connecting and, and just encouraging each other by sharing your thoughts and that kind of thing it matters it matters a lot for people just to be able to have this platform to come to and hear truth just like this and be encouraged to speak it as well so thank you guys for joining us and we will talk to y'all next week bye guys